Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brooke with Scott Varlick with Coima Coima Varlick. Well, the uh, livestock futures are higher in the cattle. We're mixed in the hogs, but lower in all of the grains this morning. And Scott, let's talk about cattle. It looks like uh, we're trying to price in some of this better cash rate that we saw last week. Right. And thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Um, I guess for the first 20 minutes of trade. Yeah, here we go. Pretty excited for the <laughs> cattle bulls. So, um <clears throat> I don't know if 20 minutes is going to be long enough to say that we're ready to go and the funds are ready to jump back in this, but we had some higher cash news last week, like you mentioned. Um, got up to 173. The Packers were very interested, looking for cattle. We had great participation from all of them, and some of them were going to be picked up fairly quickly. So I think I was hearing a couple different stories, a few different individuals that had cattle that have been sitting on for a while, but I kind of think the scale's tipping more towards that they still want the cattle. They're still close to the knife. And they had some really good uh, forward sales that they needed to buy cattle for, um, some of those orders to fill. So really liked what I saw there. And even Friday, or uh, yeah, Friday after the close, there was some Western Nebraska trade that was 174. So <clears throat> they were still out. And, and Packers are still moving cattle long distances to try to fill some of those needs. So uh, like what I saw there on the cash side. You bet. And we've got some winter weather coming in that should be supportive too, right? That's going to be another little nugget. And sorry to all of you guys in the South, but these Northern feed yards, usually that's what they want for Christmas is a, is a snowstorm in Texas and Kansas. So sorry, we love you guys, but that's kind of what can really boost this market. If, you know, we've seen the weights. Uh, we, we've had an extremely good feeding weather and weights above year ago levels at record levels. So uh, this is maybe going to start to curb that. I mean, I've already heard some guys chirping, no, the weights are off. The weights are off. It might be uh, a little early for me to say that yet. We still have some of these cattle to clean up, but but this is going to help. It's going to, you know, be a bullish story. I'm not going to say it's going to help, but it stinks. You know, I got a family that's calving out cows, so it's uh, not going to be any fun by any means, but um, it's going to be a nice, friendly nugget to the market. And maybe that's what's going to help you know, start this uh, this market higher for the year. Um, when they start using words like polar vortex, you know, uh, yeah, that, that's usually a little friendly. Yeah, it is. And let's talk about demand because choice boxes were down coming into the session this morning. And certainly there's a lot of naysayers that are talking about you know, that we are going to maybe see a recession in 2024, that uh, consumers aren't going to buy beef. What's your thoughts about all of that? Oh, kind of glad you asked that. When you use that word recession, it almost makes I the know. hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit. We have been talking about it for over a year. We still three haven't years, seen three it. Three years, yeah. if you're counting, since, okay, uh, okay. since COVID. So uh, it feels like that's been in front of the market. That's been the scare. Um, that we're going to dive into a recession. And and usually for mentioning it for that long uh, of an amount of time that, hey, we're already kind of getting through it. We're already putting our seatbelts on and, and taking measures. So I would hope that we can kind of fight that off. But my early diagnosis of, of demand is it looks pretty good. Seasonally, we have that break in the beginning of January. So, um, <coughs> excuse me that break in the beginning of January for demand. But just to finish the year, we've got forward sales that the Packers buying cattle for. I like what I see. So we've, we've been holding together so well for, for these last three years, fighting off the word recession, the, 
Um, I don't have any worries about it yet. We still have you know, choice boxes at a, reason, at a reasonable level. We've got you know, retails, you got the packer making quite a bit of money. So there's some profit out there. I think it's going to maintain strong. I kind of think we're starting to turn this economy around a little bit. Things are feeling a little bit better, in my opinion. And Sky, you also feel that feeders are going to be the leaders that we're going to get into some of these tighter numbers here again, aren't we? Exactly. I still think that's our story going into 2024 is is the supply. You know, as long as demand stays flat to, to OK, uh, the supply story is going to be, you know, a lot of fire to play with. Again, I think we're already looking at some of these early feeder calf runs for the sale barns. They look quite below year ago levels. We saw the big placements earlier this fall, possibly with producers trying to pull cattle ahead. That's kind of my opinion, cashing in on some of the high prices. But um, there's going to be a lot of feed yards scrambling for cattle. It's going to be tough to find them here as we start the year. Are you one of those that feels we're going to retest the highs in 2024? Ah, first time I've had that question this year, I guess. An hour in, it's I got to make that call already. I mean, <laughs> I've I've back thought about it. I keep in the back of my mind that that says we can do it. I don't feel like it's done yet. If we can uh, keep the economy okay, yes, I think we're going to do it. I mean, I I I'm leery to say that because we've got some long term chart damage, but um, supply side tells me, yeah, we're going to be okay. We're going to go try on those highs again. Yeah. And what about the hog market? We're mixed this morning, but we're still trying to work through <laughs> all of these uh, upfront numbers, aren't we? And the lean hog index just cannot catch. Right. Still just going to have to talk about the large supply. That's that's the front story. And it's been been quite the struggle. Anytime you feel like you have a little legs under you, it's uh, it's short lived. But we've still got too many hogs to chew through. Um, and you've got a struggling producer. I mean, the losses that we're seeing per pig are pretty substantial. And, and this is one of those washouts, you know, or uh, inputs are too high and they're just, they're not making any money. So you're seeing a lot of those individuals. And I've they unfortunately talked to a few long-term good customers um, that have been in the hog business for, uh, for, for longer than I've been doing this. So um, seeing them kind of say, okay, we're done. We're going to, we're going to liquidate out. I mean, that's, that's the unfortunate side of what we're seeing with uh, the amount of supply we have and, and moving forward. So we're seeing that liquidation. Um, that's more pounds on the market as well. So it's, it's still going to be a little bit of a struggle as we start the year here. And the grains under pressure this morning is that South American weather. Are we starting to see this pickup in farmer selling? We normally do right after the first of the year. That's been the anticipation that we've got a lot of grain that needs to be sold here um, as we turn the calendar for tax reasons. But um, I guess we do have a farmer that's in good financial status, I guess. So uh, they might not be as quick as we probably think, uh, you know, to quickly try to sell some of that grain because it is kind of on the lows here. I mean, we're breaking out of the bottom side of a range. So could be some fighting, you know, that's going to be left for the farmers before they try to sell. But we know the grain is there and we know that we've got quite a bit of you know, rain in the forecast here for the next week. So we're kind of starting the year with the rain makes grain. And uh, gap lower in the soybeans, breaking out of those October lows, that's going to be tough to try to overcome here in the in the short term. And we're first of a new year, so I guess it's going to be interesting to see where some of the portfolios that are reallocated, where some of that fund money goes, isn't it? Right. Uh, the, the funds, where are we going to go? To me, 
you know, we can look at the, the livestock market, the cattle. We've talked about that. But on the grain side, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure I'm seeing anything that's going to make the funds want to want to try to be in that long side real hard. And I think as we got closer to the end of the year last year, you could already feel some of the bulls starting to give up, trying to maintain, hey, dry weather in Brazil. These beans should be able to move higher. And that's the story that's kind of left. So to me, we're looking for, a, a, you know, a little bit of a struggle area here that um, we're going to have to wait till that January report, see if we get any large movements in, in crop and demand. But I, I think we kind of know that last year's crop was better than expected. So um, could be tough sledding here for a while in the grains. Okay, we'll watch some of those technical areas today and see how we close. Thanks for joining us, Scott Barlick with Quimma Quimma Barlick. That is Markets Now.